The Tiger Daniel Podcast, brought to you by Snow's Furniture. 98.5 The Bull, uh, this is kind of special. Um, we have, you can explain it, Daniel, I think you did a good job. We have Chris Lane tickets, but it's in a different environment. We're having a little bit of a uh, private party, and we thought, why don't we invite a few people that listen in the mornings to this uh, Chris Lane show at the casino next week. Can't tell you when or where. Oh, but you did say next week. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Big, big. Chris Lane's going to be playing. I don't know why it sounds like it's an echo, but... What is that clip? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... Good Lord, You Ty. get the idea now. Yeah. Uh, uh, joining us on the phone is Mickey. Uh, good morning, Mickey. How are you? Good. How are you this morning? Good. You say you play instruments at a hospital? No, I uh, clean instruments at a hospital. Oh, I see. That's way different. All right, Mickey, so I'm oh, sure yeah. uh, you could use a, uh, a night out. I'm going to let you team up with Tig for this. It's a history game. It's called the first U.S. state to do it. I'm going to name some notable things I'd like you and Tig to uh, discuss and come up with an answer for the first U.S. states to do these notable things. Uh, up first, the year is 1903, and this is the first state to have an airplane flight. Now, keep in mind that Tig is a big uh, aviation guy, so he could probably help you out with this. Discuss, please. You know what, Mickey? No, um, it's Kitty Hawk, isn't it? I can't remember what state it is, He's got that right. Uh, I would say North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. All right, uh, that is correct. Give yourselves a bell. Mickey, this is the first state in 1811 to surpass one million people in population. In 1911? No, no, 1811. It's just the first U.S. state to surpass. Tig, what are you doing over there? Uh, I'm actually. Are doing you Googling? E- no, I'm looking at email, actually. Well, let's look at email. Okay, I need a little help on this, Tig. I have no. Yeah, this guy's leaving you out to people. dry. Okay, uh, I'm trying to oh think. Oh, my gosh. The most popular states right now uh, California. Um, this is the first state in 1811 to surpass one million people. I'd say California. Thank California. I was thinking New York, but I mean, we can go California. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You do what you want, brother. All right. He said uh, California and give Mickey a buzz. Thanks to you, Tug. Hey, he was going to say New York. <laughs> well, New York is correct. Oh, well, Mickey, I told you to go with your gut. Oh, Don't my gosh. Yeah, Tug. yeah, well, I should have. Tug's over there checking an email, just leaving Mickey out to dry. <laughs> All right, Mickey. I know you feel betrayed by Tig. Let's see if we can get it back on track. The year is 1787. Uh, Tig and Mickey, this is the first state to ratify the Constitution. Now, I will tell you, Mickey, that Tig is also a big uh, history nerd, so he probably does know this. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> now I'm confused. Well, you guys discuss. Uh, for some uh, reason, easy I'm... answer would be Philadelphia. Well, that's... I was thinking Delaware, but... Um... Delaware? I mean... Mickey, the choice yeah, is yours. Yeah, you find... Let's go Delaware. Let's try it. That is correct. Look at Tig making a comeback. Appreciate Three. that one. All right. Tig, Mickey, this in the year 1565 is the first state to be settled by Europeans. Um, Wait, but it's not a state back then. Well, not yet. What do you mean? But it becomes a state. I think I know. I, my guess is Virginia on that one. Oh, 
but I don't know. Yeah, man. I, I, that's a shot in the dark. That's a guess. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a better shot than I got. Let's go, Virginia. That would be incorrect, guys. Uh, Think about uh, this guy named Ponce de Leon. Of Florida. Yeah, he was looking for what? Yeah. Gold? I thought he was looking for the Found fountain the youth. of youth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fountain what an idiot. <laughs> I came all the way over here thinking there's a fountain, fountain that would make you live forever to get to Florida. <laughs> and, okay, finally, guys, you got to get this one right. In order to go see Chris Lane, Mickey, Tig, in 1971, this state becomes the first state to have a Starbucks. Oh, I got this one. Uh, Washington. I think it's where Starbucks that's started. Where he, right? Yeah, that's his guess. Do you concur, Tug? I agree with him. All right. Give yourself a bell. And, uh, Mickey, give yourself two tickets to go see Chris Lane with us next week at a private event. How about that, buddy? Awesome. Isn't it pathetic that we knew, like, Starbucks, but we didn't know the actual? Well, the uh, Leon was a tough one. Who are you going to take to the uh, kind of private Chris Lane show? I'm taking my wife, Sonia. All right, there you go. We we look forward to seeing you guys. We will definitely come by and say hello to you guys. And uh, we're back. Are we doing this again tomorrow, Daniel, at 640? Yeah, why not? Chris Lane tickets here on 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, guys. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and good morning, Daniel. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Going home and seeing all uh, all my family over the holidays and things like that. And I think half of my family's on Ozempic. Yeah, that's the diabetic drug that they figured out also helps other people lose right. weight. So everybody down there is looking great. I just had my cousin Ryan and Katie in town. They're looking great. My sister's down about uh, 20, 30 pounds. Everybody looks fantastic. Me, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Are you at, right now at this point in your life the heaviest you've ever been? Mm-hmm. Got on the scale the other day, one, I was 172. I've never in my life made 172. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. No, not congratulations. <laughs> it's bad. I'm it's getting a new old. record. I'm getting big. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? And in order to lose weight, I've been trying to lose like 10 pounds for about 20 years now. <laughs> I'm just going to have to force myself to do it. And the way I'm going to do it, Tug, and I think you can appreciate this, I got to get my hair cut tomorrow with Adam Orr over at Orr Salon. Hey, Adam. Um, after that, I'm going to do what I call the uh, castaway diet plan. Do you remember in Castaway, the beginning of it, Tom Hanks, kind of big. The one where he crashed in a FedEx jet sure, and then yeah. he swam to the island and he had a buddy named Wilson that was yeah, a volleyball. Yeah, did it with that volleyball and all that. I'm going to, uh, at the <laughs> beginning did? of that, he's a little chubby, short hair. And then fast forward, on the island after about a year, he's lost quite a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. Was he on there about like four years? Yeah, something like Looked that. Looked pretty good, right? Pretty lean. I mean, it was a horrific experience, but he did lose weight. Right. Now, I'm not going to go get stranded on an island, but what I'm going to do is... I'm not going to get a haircut or shave until I lose 20 pounds. Is that right? Oh, yeah. This could get rough because... Uh, <laughs> no haircut, no shave. So, wait, you're going to get a haircut, and then after that, no more tomorrow haircuts. Tomorrow I get a haircut, and then no more haircut. I'll shave tomorrow, no more haircut, no more shave until I'm down 20 pounds. And I'm hopefully I will look so terrible with long hair and beard that I'll have no choice but to lose the 20 pounds. But, uh... But how are you going to go about that? Just because you don't shave doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. Well, I'll have to then, like... You'll have to eat like he did? Well, no, I'm not going to go into an island. But are you going to mimic his diet where he didn't have much food? No. Oh, well, I don't I, get it. That's the thing is uh, I, I can eat whatever I want. I just know that I can't get a haircut or shave until... But what if this backfires? What if you gain more weight and then you've got a big beard and then giant I've hair? I've just got to look like that Hagrid guy from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from Harry Potter. I mean, what do you what do you think I should do? It's been I've I've tried everything. 
I got no discipline. That's my problem. Yeah, it's hard. Diets are hard, man. Um, I think we've all done, and whether it's dieting or whether it's another goal we have in life, those first two weeks, we're, we're doing okay, the third week maybe, but then we kind of slip into our old habits somehow. If I fall off the way, if I, I can eat healthy for weeks on end, but if I fall off the wagon once, like if I'm driving home, just happen to stop by McDevil's, I'm off the wagon, <laughs> you know, and I just go into like, it. It won't hurt this one time, but then the dominoes start falling and you go right back to where you Do you, you also want to do the, the castaway thing? No, I uh, I don't look good with cut hair, much less. <laughs> Could you imagine you with a long oh my beard God. and long hair? I love it. There was a show on HBO a long time ago called Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. What was that guy? He was like a skeleton or something? That guy was the uh, crypt keeper. Yeah. That's how I look, except it would be bigger. <laughs> You like, like, like a big crypt keeper? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that ain't good. Crypt keeper hasn't been to the gym. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull, 740. We got, what tickets are we giving away at 740, Dan? John, party tickets. Good morning. 740, we've got tickets for you to see. Uh, what are we doing at 740, Daniel? John Party. Right here on 98.5 yeah. The Bull. Good morning. You can see that song live that you just played, Tyga, at the BLK Center on Friday night at 740. Uh, in the meantime, people might not know this about Tyga. He interned in New York City at the David Letterman Show, Late Night with Dave Letterman, right? Yeah. And you worked in the music department. I did, yeah. Why is that funny to you? Well, because I still am not good at music. Like, I don't know what well, they did. Well, you're actually pretty good at music. uh yeah, okay, so what are we going to do here? Uh, I've got a game here. I've got some mashups from this guy on TikTok that does them. His name is DJ Cumberbund, and he he does mashups. Now, explain what a mashup is. It's where you mix, like, a couple songs together, mm-hmm. and they sound almost like in the same rhythm and stuff, but they go together well somehow. Sure. So I'm going to give you uh, the mashup, and you must identify the songs in the mashup. Oh, boy. I, I'm going to stink at this. Well, Ty, let's improve that attitude, all right? Okay. Half here is, is your full. here is your first Is it on here? Uh, 30 seconds. All right. Uh, there are two artists in that particular mashup. What are the two artists? Is it Ricky Martin and Nirvana? Give yourself a buzzer. It was clearly women singing. And yes, it was Nirvana. Was it Spice Girls? Spice Girls and well, see, Nirvana. See, I heard um, like a, a tone in there that I thought was also. All right, forget it. So is that only two or am I doing three each time? That was two in that one. Okay. This is going to go down here real fast if you can't well, even identify you, if it's a man or a woman. Whew. All right. This particular mashup, very popular <laughs> on TikTok, has okay. three artists. I'll give oh you a hint. God. I'll give you a hint. One is a country artist. Okay. Uh, and here we go. Face lost all expression. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play. 
All right. There's three very popular artists in that. Uh, I'm sure that you could identify Kenny Rogers, right? Yes. Or did you think that was a woman as well? <laughs> I thought it was uh, Dolly Parton. No, I knew it was Kenny Rogers because he uh, owned that chicken place for a while. Um, and then TLC Waterfalls in there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the third one was. That would be Weezer. Okay. Weezer. Fantastic. Even Shaq, too. You had no business working in the music department. I know. <laughs> like I told you, I don't understand why they put me there. All right, let's try. Uh, let me see. What? Oh, this one here. Okay. What was that? I know two of them, Britney Spears and B-52s. All right, I'll give you that one. It was uh, with a little bit of Rob Zombie mixed in there, but nobody would have heard that. So you're, uh... uh I didn't okay. do terrible. Here's a couple of uh, classics. Okay. Who sings Barracuda? Is it Joan Jett or something? That would be Hart. Oh, Hart, and then also the Beatles or Paul McCartney. Uh, the Beatles, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, no more of this. I thought you would have like this uh, immense talent in identifying no. the artists. No. Clearly I was wrong. You couldn't even tell if it was a man or a woman. <laughs> you, you, mis you mistook Ricky Martin for the Spice Girls. <laughs> well, I thought it was like the chorus or something. I don't know. Uh, let's not ever do that again. Oh, don't worry. Is that cool with you? Don't worry. We won't. 740, we've got John Party tickets. It's our bullfight. Maybe you'll do better than I have done this morning with a contest <laughs> right here on 98.5 The Bull. 58 years now. Ain't that crazy? You know what's happening, Daniel, for a lot of families? The uh, Elf on the Shelf is showing up uh, over the next week or so. Uh -oh. the, uh, the elves are making their way from the uh, North Pole down to houses across the world. Are you serious, yeah. Todd? I'm serious. And uh, so they hang out at the North Pole, then they come down around Christmas time, and the, the elves, our elf, showed up uh, this morning. I got a text from my wife, our elf is there now. And, uh, man, what a fun time because the, the kids love it when the elf shows up. But I got to say that every now and then my only issue with our elf is, and we call ours Leon the elf, uh, our only issue with Leon is every now and then Leon gets a little lazy, mm -hmm. and he doesn't move from night to night. I don't know if he just forgets or, or what or he's got the flu or what he's tired, but every now and then the elf doesn't move uh, from one place to the other. I imagine Leon's not very creative sometimes. Well, after about 10 days of 
our elf trying to find new places, I guess our elf kind of runs out of mm. original spots. And sometimes the elf, get this, repeats the same spot. Imagine that. that he, That's a lazy elf you got over there. <laughs> sometimes the elf forgets to move. Sometimes the elf just runs out of ideas. But officially, I'm looking at the uh, the official, like, dates. The elf, I guess they come in waves. Like, some come early, some, but all the way up until December 1st, the elves will be making their way if uh, your family has an elf visit you all the way through December the first, I hope my elf this year is a little more ambitious than he was last year. You know, move it. Let's shake it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Shake it up. Shake it up. Well, you know, the elf watches the kids. And if the kids misbehave, the elf goes back and tells Santa Claus at night. Ah, well, I would be terrified <laughs> to know that there's a little guy watching me all the time. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull. In 10 minutes, we've got John Party tickets. Good morning, Gus. Dana, I forgot that I got you a present. I uh, brought it to work today. I want to present you. Because, you know, when you go out of town or something, you're supposed to bring him a magnet at least for people. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, where my souvenir was. I almost called your little son yesterday, but I know he was tired after uh, that long flight. A lot of pressure. And uh, like 90% of the time, I'll forget to get anybody something. And then I'll remember at the airport on the way out of town. So then you could just go to the airport gift shop. However, with this case, I, I bought this at a store. In the city, I was thinking of you, and I can't wait for you to see your present that I brought you from England. Okay. You're going to love it. What do you think it is? Uh, Keychain? Plus. Okay. More useful than that. Are uh, you ready for this? Uh, so we'll get to that. We'll unveil that coming up. But uh, here we got the bullfight, Daniel, for John Party tickets. What are we going to play today? We're going to do a little food quiz today. Oh. What's the problem? I don't know, man. You love food, and so every time you do a contest of stuff that you like, you're a foodie. Hold Daniel, on. Daniel we, goes to do two drive throughs at once didn't sometimes. did we earlier uh, today do a quiz where they teamed up with you, and it was about history, yeah. about the first states to do anything? Okay. So tell me, how are the quizzes always things that I like, then, if I did a history quiz for you earlier? All right, well, let's try this. Well, uh, hold color. on. Don't just ignore the question. Maybe answer it. What happens is Dana will get hungry. I would love it, to see you in an improv group. You would just do whatever you wanted. Daniel gets hungry, and then the contest started aligned with food suddenly. So here we go. Uh, let's play caller nine, caller number 10, nine and 10 now, 918-879-9898 for Hungry Daniel. <laughs> Come up Don't with a quiz call about me food. Hungry, hungry Daniel. Hungry Daniel. <laughs> for John Party tickets, caller nine and 10 on 98.5 The Bull. See you in a minute. Girl, you're gone and done it too. That's right. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Hey, good morning, Daniel. We got a quiz about Daniel's hungry. So um, when he's thinking about what quiz he should do, it's kind of overtaking his brain. So we're doing a food quiz this uh, morning. Just because I'm doing a food quiz does that, doesn't mean I'm hungry. Everybody has to eat, Tig. Well, who do we have playing We've the uh, game with us? we got Marion on line one. we got Samantha on line two. Marion, a stay-at-home mom of three. How are you, Marion? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm really good. Uh, Tig does not like to talk about food or discuss it. In fact, it's a pet peeve of his. Why do you think he's so strange? I don't know. His, I uh, love food. Well, I know, but I like, like food too. So, like somebody will have a BLT, and then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then they go, yeah, it had bacon on it. It had lettuce. It had a tomato. I was like, yeah, I know, I know. Like enough. Uh, Samantha's online too. Samantha, you can imagine uh, Ty would be a real treat to be married to. You can't discuss your day or what you had to eat <laughs> or a new restaurant. He would just cuss you right out. He sounds wonderful. He does, doesn't he? I am. I'm a catch. Samantha works at a school helping uh, teach 7th, 8th, and ninth graders. Am I right? 
Six, seventh, and eighth Six, grade. Seven. I've seen on TikTok recently that uh, are kids now wearing blankets to school? Um, we don't let them bring blankets to school now. Do you know that? So what the thing they like to do is they that. like to wear blankets? Yeah. What in the world? Anyway, all right, enough tomfoolery, guys. Let's get down to business. Uh, the winner here will go see John Party this Friday. The BOK Center. We will start with Marion. Somebody's phone's ringing. Marion, we'll start with you. Uh, okay. A prune is a dried form of what stone fruit? A plum. Plum is correct. Samantha, which U.S. state is named the peach state? Georgia. Georgia is correct. Marion. What 2007 Pixar filmed is named for a type of stew? Ratatouille. Ratatouille is correct. Samantha. Coleslaw and sauerkraut are made from what vegetable? Cabbage. Cabbage is correct. Marion. What is the name for white rendered pig fat used in cooking? Also, what they call Tig in high school. Can you repeat the question? What is the name for white rendered pig fat used in cooking? Um, I'm going to go with lard. Lard is correct. Why did they call you lard in high school, Tug? <laughs> they didn't. Okay. Ty finger quote said they didn't. Um, Samantha, what scale is used to measure the spiciness of chili peppers? The temperature. No, it's called the uh, Scoville, <laughs> the Scoville scale. Oh. You watch that show, uh, what's that show where they, they eat the uh, hot wings and it gets hotter and hotter and there'll be like a million Scoville units? Uh, Mary. Oh, okay. Marion, give me a break was the tagline for what popular candy bar? Kit Kat. Kit Kat is correct. Samantha. In the name RC Cola, what does the RC stand for? Uh. I have no idea. <laughs> Royal Crown. Royal oh. Crown. Marion. What cocktail is made from vodka and orange juice? A screwdriver. Screwdriver is correct. Samantha. What fish is normally an ingredient in Worcestershire sauce? What was the first part of that question? What fish is normally an ingredient in Worcestershire sauce? I have no idea. That would be an anchovy. And with that, oh. uh, Marion has defeated Samantha in the 98-5 The Bull fight. Marion got every single one correct. Uh, Marion, a couple of questions here. The first, I must now get down on one knee since you got every one right and ask for your hand in marriage. Thank you so much. I'm happily married, though. 
Mm-hmm. See, she said it the right way. A lot of people say, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm married. I'm like, what do you mean you're sorry you're married? She said it right. She said, I'm happily married, so yeah. it's a no. So, Marion, uh, your second question is uh, you've uh, defeated Samantha, but now you have a decision to make. Do you want to hold on to these John party tickets, or would you rather give these to Samantha? Samantha, why should Marion give you the tickets this morning? She won them fair and square. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it there, uh, Marion. Will you hold on to these tickets or give them to Samantha? I'm sorry, Samantha. I'm going to keep them. Marion going to keep the tickets this morning. Uh, But they seem, uh, Samantha seems all right with it. You're still qualified, Samantha. Awesome. Well, thanks uh, thanks for playing. Have fun at school today. And uh, Marion, I know you can probably use a night out with the three kids and all that. So I'm glad that uh, you are also going to be a victor in this today's bullfight. We're back tomorrow at 740 with another chance at John Party Tickets. You're on 98.5 The Bull with Tiger Daniels, Jelly Roll, and Lainey Wilson. Hey, good morning, it's Ty. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all good. <laughs> Mispronounce your own name. You got hung up. What's happening? You know, I have to take allergy medication. It's Tig and Daniel. I got it right that time. Hello, Daniel. You were just on your uh, trip uh, over the holidays. You went over to Europe. You went to London. Then you went over to Paris. And I've heard, and I've seen on TikTok, they said... All there is to do in Paris is go to cafes and just walk around and look at things like monuments, things like that. I wondered, because uh, we just talked about you having a disdain for discussing food or even talking about it. What did you eat while you were over there in Paris? Because you probably don't, you couldn't read the menus, I'm sure. I had the same experience when I went over there. I didn't know what the heck was going on. It's like being three years old. Mm-hmm. I can't read the signs. I don't understand really what people are telling me. And uh, I couldn't read uh, the menus. And every now and then, if you got into a tourist area, they would put it in English, too. But mostly it was French. And But your iPhone has a translator on it where you can take a picture of a menu, and it will put it back in English for you on your phone. Well, I tried so, that, but my, I didn't get any cell phone service over there when I was there. Oh, uh, so, so you I had do to, it. Yeah, I just had to just point to the menu like an animal. Like, uh, uh, I couldn't figure out anything. Like, uh, you know, our waitress, like, she's smoking. You know, taking our order and stuff. She really was smoking yeah, cigarettes we were while out, doing that? Yeah, we were outside of, like, one of these, you know, how you see on TV people drink at cafes and things out there. Mm-hmm. And so that was, like, weird. Um, everybody smokes, it seems like. And and so I was able to translate it. And basically what I ate was sandwiches and stuff. You just had sandwich. <laughs> yeah, like what, what I could eat here. Some pastas and stuff like that. Um, but Paris is a weird place, man. I didn't know. You see on TV, like, where people kiss under the stars and they're near the Eiffel Tower and stuff. People actually do kiss a lot over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about, like, people who are just first dating. I'm, like, people who look like they've been married 40 years. They'd have a meal. They'd stand up and kiss. Oh, nice. Did y'all take part in that? You no. No, I felt pressure, though, because everybody's kissing around. Like like a little peck, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and then I was like, oh, my God, now i got to kiss my wife. And not that that's a bad thing, but I don't like the public display stuff. That's your romantic guy. It, <laughs> so I was I felt all this pressure because I go now what do we do when we stand up because everybody here seems to kiss when they stand up um, but I just you know I'm an American I, I don't do that did you go to a fast food place while you were nope. over there? I really? was tempted I was tempted because there was a moment where after a week of different kind of food you're just like you know what sounds good a Big Mac right now mm-hmm. um, but I didn't however they do like you get into areas over there and even in Paris, it's Burger King, McDonald's. They even Chipotle. I'm some type of a toothless hillbilly because the minute I go to another country, if I see uh, a fast food place over there, I have to go in there and see what items they might have that we don't have over here. Yeah, they do change it up. Um, but I will say this, that previously I have had a McDonald's overseas. Tastes exactly 
the same way at Taste in Tulsa. There's like no difference. I think that's part of their whole plan is to have the same formula everywhere. That's what I've always said about McDonald's. Like, say what you will about it. Uh, when I was living in New York City once, I was so homesick. And you try to go to like a southern restaurant in New York City, and it's just not the same. They they just can't get yeah southern food right. But if you go to McDonald's, it tastes just like home. Like a little reminder of home was Mcdonald's mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> Did somebody hold you while you're eating your? Yeah, it was poor, very sad. It was sad like a Five goes west or whatever that Five guy that <laughs> sadly eating his fries. Just, yeah, eating, looking at the moon, wondering if my family's also <laughs> looking at the same moon, sharing a Big Mac with yeah. you across the world. Ty and Daniel on ninety-eight-five The Bull. Hey, it's Tig and Daniel. Now, maybe you've heard about semaglutide, the new FDA-approved drug helping people lose weight like crazy and without strict dieting. But here's what you might not know. Red Mountain Weight Loss has full-strength semaglutide and their newest medication called Revolex. It's specially formulated to give you full-strength semaglutide without side effects. So with Revolex, you'll lose up to 15 pounds a month without stomach pain or nausea. And it's not a shot. It's a tablet, so you can skip that weekly trip to the doctor's office. But here's the best part. Revolex costs about half of what you'll pay for other semaglutide medications. That's right. I said half price. So why go anywhere else? At Red Mountain, you get no shots, no side effects, just results for half the price. Trust the leader in medical weight loss. Red Mountain Weight Loss has helped millions of people lose weight safely, and they can help you too. Go to redmountainweightloss.com. That's redmountainweightloss.com. Okay, Daniel, I've got a present for you. Uh, you know how when you go on a trip, you're supposed to bring back like a knickknack or something where you go to the beach? And here's what I always do. Um, I go, oh, i got to bring back stuff for people. And I'll go to the gift shop, and I'll look at stuff, and then I go, oh, that's a little pricey. Oh, that's a little pricey. And then I go to the cheapest thing I can find. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Great, great guy. I, I, get yeah. the, I get the magnet, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, however, in this case, I didn't get the cheapest. I bet you did. I, I really didn't. Mm-hmm. No, because there was stuff that was, like, less than this. But I saw this, and I know, like, for years and years and years, Dana will run his mouth about this over and over, and he'd come in every day, and he said, what do you think about this? Did you see this? And uh, so I, I thought, Daniel's going to love this. I'm going to hand you the gift over the the uh, radio board here. All it's right. on your side. And by the before I give it to you, I want to explain, kind of uh, paint the picture of what our studio is like. It's a very, very nice studio. Um, aesthetically pleasing. It's the nicest studio we've ever worked in in our career. And I keep my side of everything. Like, I've got a, I've got a couple pens over here and a cup, and that's about it. Daniel, for some reason, has a picture of himself on his side. I do not. He's got junk over there. Where's a picture of myself at? I saw one the other day. It was like you and other people. Dude, and you're just straight up telling a story now. I saw a picture of you. Daniel puts I, I, pictures of himself up on his side of the board. Another miracle's happened, Ty. Sees pictures of myself in here that I he's didn't got like four there. cups over there. He's got a bunch of papers. I don't know what it is. And I thought, well, he's already junking the place up, so let's junk it up a little more. All right. And here's your gift from uh, downtown London. And I, I think you know, as much as you talk about this person, I thought this is appropriate. He's opening the box. What what tension? All right. Is what this uh, <laughs> this is the. It's a bobblehead of the Queen of England. Queen Elizabeth, uh, I know you got these on clearance because she passed, and now no, they, had to actually, make, they had to make way for all the King Charles <laughs> figurines. So now here's it's a, a discounted uh, figurine of Queen Elizabeth the 11th? The 2nd. 
Okay, that's two. That's one, okay. one. Like, okay, I don't know. Numerals. I don't know Catholic numerals. <laughs> oh, no, I really, I do enjoy that. That is nice. See, it's a bobblehead of the queen of, the former queen of England, and Daniel would come in, and he's like, I love the queen, and what do you think of the queen, and I wish I knew the queen. I wish we were best friends, me and that queen. Well, I got to tell you, this is a, a fine sitabout. Uh, can you shake it so we can see your it's head? Doesn't, it doesn't bobble. It's just it's a regular a figurine. Oh, it's it's just, just a figurine. It's more serious. Oh, this is nice, though. I do. I, thank you. This is. I do like this. And probably this is probably going to be hard to come by. Probably going to be worth thousands in the future, and then you're going to steal it. <laughs> so uh, the single 46-year-old guy <laughs> loves his Queen of England Buddy, figurine. I'm getting to the age where uh, I like uh, pretties and sitabouts and things like that that you can put on shelves. Yeah, Daniel's got ceramic cats for real. No, I'm like, at my house now, I'm like a minimalist. You might think I'm messy here in the studio, but at home, I got nothing. I don't have a, even one single picture on the wall. What happened to the ceramic cats? Because you got those from your grandma, so I know they're special. But. I had a ceramic cat um, that when my grandma passed, they were like, would you like anything from the house? Then you had to do that weird thing like a vulture and go yeah. and pick out something. And it was this ceramic cat that she used to have. Uh, my house flooded in Nashville, and I lost the ceramic oh, cat. Oh, no, yeah, really? So, yeah. Oh, that's A terrible. very prized possession of mine that you like to bring up all the well, time. Well, maybe not as sentimental, but now you have a uh, statue of the Queen of England. You don't have uh, figurines and sitabouts at your house? Mm -mm. Not that I know of. Oh, we got to get you some sitabouts. Okay, sitabouts. <laughs> You're a strange bird, man. <laughs> it's uh, 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Still to go, Daniel. We got that up. Uh, you know who's coming back out? The, um, the Salvation Army bell ringers. And... We've heard of the Salvation Army. We know it exists, but what exactly do they do? And we're going to dig into that. They do a lot of stuff yeah, for us. It is they? Giving Tuesday, so we thought we'd look into this to make sure. Because sometimes you might be giving your money to somebody you don't really know anything about. Yeah. Like, they could be crazies. But they're out and about, and that's coming up here on 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Are you, uh, are you sick? It sounds like you're having a little bit of a hard time today. Was it your sinuses? Yeah, just something going on. Plus... I was up for 27 hours straight. Then I took a three-hour nap and then came to work yesterday morning. <laughs> so I was kind of beat. And uh, I don't remember. What did we do on the show yesterday? Because I have no recollection you of really it whatsoever. You really don't? Not really. That's bad, man. Well, I was like in another world. You ever been so tired that you're just walking through like a fog or something? Plus, I'd taken cold medicine. You ever take cold medicine? It's like... I'd almost rather be sick than have that weird brain you get with that cold medicine. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you don't play it off very well when you get sick. You can you can tell with you because a minute ago you were like, 98.5 the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> remember that time? Remember that time I got pretty sick, and um, my voice like was real messed up. Like I sounded like a frog. Mm -hmm. And we had a boss in a previous job. He came up to me and he got mad at me, and he's like, "You sound terrible on the radio." And I said, "Dude." I offered to take days off so I could get over this. You said no to that. You said I need to come to work, and so I came in here. What do you want me to do if you're sick? You're sick. Well, I think when you with your sinus issues are even compounded because when Tig was younger, he got hit in the nose with a baseball, and uh, you only have like a 25% of the air you're supposed but to be getting through your nose. They took some kind of x-ray, and you saw the x-ray, didn't you? It's real messed up. <laughs> like yeah. the nose, there's something wrong with it. So when I get sick, it's like triple what it would normally be. I wonder and, uh, what your life would be like if you were getting your full amount of oxygen. I know. Like, I'm, a, I'm a brilliant now. Yeah, you're at only like 14% oxygen. I'm a brilliant oxygen. now at 14% <laughs> oxygen. Yeah, well, imagine if I was 100% oxygen. Good to see us coming up on 98.5 The Bull. Man, a lot of surgeries in Tulsa are getting delayed because of a computer problem with hackers. That's on the way with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull with Tiger Daniel. Welcome into Did You See. Um, 
Uh, you might have gotten that Amber Alert last night, and what we all hope is that it resolves quickly. Like an hour or two later, you'll find out. But uh, no, they're looking for a 13-year-old boy named Gavin Garman and Broken Arrow, last seen approximately 7.50 in the morning yesterday in the area of 7th and Tacoma in Broken Arrow. Still looking for him. Five foot seven, 140 pounds, blonde hair and blue eyes. And uh, I know that's hard to remember, but NewsOn6.com has got full coverage there. That's NewsOn6.com as they're still looking for this 13-year-old. Also, imagine that you have a very important surgery coming up, maybe a life-changing surgery, and then you find out they can't do it because hackers got into the system. That's exactly what happened here in Tulsa. The impact is real, all right? The lifelong impact that the potential disastrous impact that these hackers inflict is very real. Eric says he appreciates Hillcrest for working with them to find a new day. What makes him angry is that someone would hack a system and put lives at risk. You might as well, in many of these cases, hold a gun to someone's head. Yeah, that's right. They're, uh, I guess they're trying to get money to undo all the damage they've done. But in the meantime, people who need life-saving surgery can't get it because all the computer problems. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. That was Caitlin Deggs from News on 6. Also, um, you see them out and about. The bell ringers are going to be back. But what exactly, what exactly does the Salvation Army do? This from Mike Glover, News on 6. We've all seen them. The Salvation Army bell ringers are pretty common outside of stores this time of year. But why do they do this? And what is the money going for? Rhonda McGuire started bell ringing two years ago. Because my mom was from a family of 10, and they never had Christmas presents, and the Salvation Army gave my mom and all her siblings Christmas presents. And upon learning more about the organization, she knew volunteering was the right thing for her. 57,000 meals last year uh, to Oklahoma County. They provided over 27,000 nights of shelter. Statistics that have really touched Rhonda to do more. My husband and I have a piggy bank, and we just put all our change in it all year long. And so I just dumped all my change in when I came. Just think of who you might be helping this Christmas. Captain Russell Clay with the Salvation Army says they are really in need of more volunteers. We have over 85 locations, but we're only able to fill 47. Yeah, so there's a shortage there, but it sounds like they do amazing things there at Salvation Army. We've seen the kettles, and half the time it's just so my kid can put money into it, but now we kind of know what they do. Uh, yeah, I see. I'm looking at their Wik uh, Wikipedia page on them, and they have all kind of uh, warming stations for people overnight. They've got maternity hospitals. They've got uh, children's homes, homeless hostels, all kind of things. And uh, their beliefs, according to, again to Wikipedia, its mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to meet human needs in his name without discrimination. So I do like that, that they're like, hey, uh, this is what we believe. But even if you don't believe it, we're still going to help you. So that's, I think, a pretty good charity. Yeah, pretty good. So that's what uh, that little kettle, it means something now, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see this? That United Airlines has released a cheesy Hallmark-style Christmas romantic comedy on their YouTube page called Love in Plain Sight. Get it? Mm -hmm. P-L-A-N-E. About six minutes long and features uh, all of the holiday movie cliches you could ask for. <laughs> American Airlines did that? Yeah. How about a little, no, no, United Airlines. How about a little uh, audio over here, please? You got it. Oh, and I can't wait for my parents to ask me why I'm still single. I don't know, maybe because I'm an astronomer? We have weird hours. Maybe I just need to say, my life partner is the sky. Uh, does your wife like these uh, Hallmark movies? No, but I do. 
Do you really like those? I watched, uh, well, last year about this time, I was turning channels and I saw one on Hallmark. I said, I want to just see what this is like because they're all cheesy and corny and stuff. And then I find myself like 30 minutes later not being able to change it because it was a story about a lady that met a handsome dude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she liked him and he liked her. And then it turned out he was a prince. Oh, my gosh. And then she became a royal princess. What? And I could not turn the channel. I'll be honest. I had to figure out how it was going to end hmm. because she was between do I want that kind of life? Do I just want my small town life or do I want to be a princess? And eventually she chose to be a princess. Oh, don't blame her there. <laughs> Uh, did you see this? The first ever World Cup for picking up garbage took place in Japan this year, and a British team ended up taking first place. Here is Team USA participant Beatrice talking about her team's strategy for picking up trash. We did really good. We stayed together. We just tried to really focus. Sometimes it was really hard because there wasn't really that much trash, but that's when we had to look a little bit deeper, like in the bushes, or just really focus on the cigarette butts on the floor. I love this idea. I wish they would hold the trash picking up Olympics here in Tulsa because I walk a lot. Uh, I've noticed a lot of litter bugs around here. Mm. I've never in my life seen people just roll down the window and just throw out trash. And if you're like me and grew up in the uh, 80s and 90s, we had Captain Planet. We had, uh, what's that, Give a Hoot, Don't Pollute. I think his name was Woodsy or something like that. Pretty good idea. Littering's a big deal to me, and uh, I see a lot of it. They turned picking up litter into a contest. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. We should do that here, right? I think that's a brilliant idea. Uh, did you see this? this? Is a video that's going viral of a woman in Walmart in Illinois giving a sad farewell on the store's PA. Uh, she's acting like she's signing off from uh, like a police officer or she's been at war this whole time. But here she is signing off and then reflecting on it in her car. Attention Walmart. This is Gail Lewis, 10-year associate, signing out. Good night. So today was an end of an era for me. It's a happy sad because I'm going to be going to a better job. Those people became like family. I've been through a lot with them. They watched my back. I watched theirs. They helped me out. I helped them out. We even went through a pandemic together. It just hurts, but it's a happy sad because where I'm going, I'm going to be better off where I'm at. Why can't you be more like Gail Lewis? Like she's signing up. She's for real. And I in the video, you can see her, her chin kind of quivers. Uh, when she's signing off. Yeah. A lot of jobs, you don't get to do that. I remember uh, I worked at Dairy Queen for many years once I got out of, uh, or in high school and then after high school. And I remember signing off. I signed off my last day at Dairy Queen with double birds. <laughs> Very poignant. <laughs> Good for you. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tiger Daniel. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and good morning, Daniel. Dolly Parton, Tig, uh, says she doesn't she doesn't like to text. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, either she doesn't want to talk to people or she doesn't want to get involved in the technology. I'd imagine that if you're Dolly Parton, you're must, you must be getting thousands of texts a day because everybody loves Dolly Parton. Everybody wants to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to say, hey, I saw you at the Dallas halftime show, uh, you know, Saw this, Great saw job, that. Girl. She didn't like to text. And uh, I've got a clip of her in a recent interview telling why she prefers to use a fax machine. Dolly Parton. Yeah, over texting. 
the high-tech world, but I surround myself with all these people that are into that high-tech world, but I don't want to talk to everybody that wants to talk to me. I don't text because I don't want to have to answer. If somebody calls me, I'll, I'll answer if I want to talk to them, or I'll call them back when I can. Otherwise, I've got too much to think about than to clutter my mind up with everything else. I'm certainly not a stupid person. I could learn it if I wanted to, but I'd rather just have my fax machine call in my creative stuff to my crew i just don't have time to just sit with my face in the well uh she makes a great point because it takes a little more effort to fax somebody right mm-hmm. some people ain't got to waste your time with nonsense if they have to actually go through the effort of sending you a fax do you remember the fax days i never had any really dealings with fax machines you said you did what did you have to use a fax machine for um just like i remember when i bought my first house years ago um, the mortgage company, instead of having to drive up there or mail it and wait four days or whatever, you could fax it. I thought it was pretty miraculous, to be honest. Um, it was, at the time, a fax machine was pretty cutting edge, I would say. And she just likes that old school stuff. I wonder if you could even get a fax machine anymore. Like, if you wanted to Best Buy, do you think? Of course you can buy a fax machine. People still use them. I mean, my medical office, they're always like, you know, I could email them my records or I could fax them my records. I think they still exist like that. Um, your cell phone has a fax machine on it. So if you get a, you know, a PDF document and you want to send that to somebody, but they want it faxed, you can just send it through your phone to their fax machine. This is, uh, are you sure? Positive. I've done it before. I'm looking at fax machine now on Best Buy and see. How much is that? Like $10 now? Well, I'm trying to see. (laughs) Uh, well, what they're just showing me printers. See, um, I don't think you can just buy it because it's a straight-up fax machine I think machine every anymore. printer is a fax machine as well. They say wireless all-in-one inkjet printer with fax. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so about $60, $70. We, we got to get a fax machine in here. <laughs> I loved, uh, you used to, like, try to call somebody, and if you accidentally got a fax machine, it was that like. number. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. Tyke and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull with Tyg and Daniel. Uh, man, Christmas is not that far away now. And, um, you know, I'm, like, terrible at buying gifts. Um, one time I thought my wife would like sunglasses. And then, like, two years later, she told me that she hated that gift. I mean, she liked it when she opened it or pretended to, you know. You ever get a bad gift and then you have to act like you like it right, right in front of them? You're like, ah, Good. I typically just, just don't what I needed. never get anything that's just a terrible, like, gift. Why did you think what he got his wife w- were sunglasses that had different clip-on frames? <laughs> and I don't, for the life of me, can't imagine why you thought that's something that she would enjoy. I don't know, but it's hard to be married to somebody who, when they want something, they just get it themselves anyway. If it were, an, like, an Apple Watch, would have been a great gift. That's a big gift, but she just goes and buys it. You know, what am I supposed to do? Why don't y'all do this? Mm-hmm. Don't exchange gifts. You and her just go to a dinner. I would like that just fine. I'll keep the kid. I'll keep Mac. You guys just go to dinner, and that's the rule. Say, listen, let's not stress out over this. Let's miss me and you go have a romantic dinner every Christmas. Yeah, I agree with that. I love that idea. Then why don't you pitch that idea? And I guarantee you she would say, yes, that sounds wonderful. But then, but then I worry about this, that she agrees to that. But still, I have to get her, like, secretly, I still have to get her a gift. No, no. Once you agree. I don't know. That would be kind of a sad Christmas morning when she has nothing to open. No, it wouldn't. Y'all, y'all will have had your uh, Christmas, 
And then you just watch your kid open mm. Santa's gifts. When you had a girlfriend, did you buy her gifts on Christmas? Of course. Well, then how come you didn't come up with this idea then? Because I pay attention and I make a list oh, throughout okay. the year. And I, you know, I'm, so, when I'm dating somebody, I pay attention and I listen <laughs> to what they say. Yeah, my I, last girlfriend, I still have, probably have about 30 gift ideas in my phone that I, anytime she would mention something, I would remember. Oh, yeah. so you write notes down. So if you're out just on a random day in May mm-hmm. and she says, man, you know what I would, you know, it'd be really fun for me to have would be like an iWatch or whatever. Then you would write that down, and then Christmas time comes. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. I always give Tig a hard time about being a cheapskate. I call him Tigwad. I, you seem like you're not as bad as you used to be about spending money. You seem like you, you, you're you over that a little bit. Hmm. You've mellowed out a little bit. Am I right? Mm, I still hate spending money. I get sick to my stomach. And uh, I'm always, this guy does not like to spend any money. He's a Tigwad. And uh, every year I hear this story about your family, and I'm just fascinated by it. Uh, each year they would get a, uh, you had an artificial tree there, right? Or did you have a real tree? We had a real tree growing up. Is that what you mean? I'm, I'm asking. Did yeah, you have a real tree? Yeah, we always a real tree, yeah. Uh, and uh, decorate it. You'd put up ornaments, and there's something called tinsel. And tinsel are the little, uh, well, how would you describe that? They're like silver stringy Strands sort of things. Of and they, I don't know what that's for, but you put them on your tree. And they're about, uh, I would say, 99 cent for a pack of tinsel. It would just cover the tree. Mm-hmm. And each year after the, the Christmas tree was done, mm-hmm. what would your mom have you do? So, you know, the day that you take down the tree, you're pulling off the ornaments and you're putting those in boxes and then... Uh, and then the lights, you're untangling the lights from the tree and you're trying to roll those into a nice little thing so you can save them for next year. And then so now we've got a, a naked tree, a bare tree, except for the tinsels left on it. And then before we could put the tree by the road. The Tiger Daniel Podcast brought to you by Snow's Furniture.